Hello and welcome to episode 60 Property Mastermind Podcast with Hilary Saxton. This week I have with me the amazing Bob Anderson, as usual. But today we are talking, where do you go for property advice? We are going to be covering a range of property advice topics and we do believe this is one that you must listen to. So let's jump into episode 60, where do you go for property advice? Hey, welcome to episode 60, Where Do You Go For Property Advice, Property Mastermind Podcast with Hilary Saxton. First of all, giving away a copy of Property Millionaires Exposed, as we do most weeks. This week, going to Rocco Duccio. I spoke to Rocco just as he jumped on a plane the other night. So Rocco, this book is in the post to you, and I very much hope you get a lot out of it. Sounds to me like you will. There are a lot of different property strategies in here, written by people who might have an idea on what they're talking about, which leads us to our topic. Where do you go for property advice? And I'm going to qualify Bob here. After 38 years in the industry, as a developer, working with people, educating probably Australia's longest standing educator as well, and educated most of the other educators, Bob actually knows what he's talking about. So let's, let's grab his opinion and mine on a few other topics. And let's say the word opinion because that will come into this and get started. So, Bob, where do you want to kick this off? We've had a brief chat. We have a brief chat well, on where we'd like to go. You know how I often start these things is, is go to the other side. So, I mean, the, the topic is where do you go for good advice? I'd like to start off is, you know, maybe where you don't go for good advice and, and maybe why you don't go there because, uh, you know, maybe narrow the field down. When we're talking about advice today, yeah. what advice are we talking about? Well, well, here we go. We're talking about... Strap yourself in, folks. <laughs> no, well, look, we're talking about advice, but one of the key skills is to separate opinion from advice. Mm. And so we're talking about property-related matters, obviously. But, you know, just generally speaking, it's the, it's the age of knowledge and technology, isn't it? I mean, you can just about find so. out everything. And we often do it. You know, I, I could be out with a couple of mates and we're talking about something and we might be talking about, you know, some particular sporting event. Fish we, probably, no. Oh, you. it could be anything. Yeah. And we say, oh, who was who, who was that person that played in that position and, or what was the score from that game? And then bingo, you can just jump straight on. In a matter of moments, you know, going back to a, a footy game 30 years ago, we can see who scored the points, what the final score was. Uh, you know, but years ago, we'd have to go to reference books or go to libraries. So it is the age of information. Mm. And that's great. But... The downside of it is that so much information out there can be, well, it can be downright false, but it can also be slanted. And you need to be mm. discerning. Because there is a difference between correct information and opinion. Absolutely. And that's, that, there's that saying, well, opinions are like you know, thingamies. Everyone's got one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you use the word advice in the, in the title mm. of today's topic. And... We have, as I said, we've got to be very careful how we separate advice from opinion. Yes. I did look up a bit of a, you know, current sort of definition. This is what I found up. I'm just going to read it, so that's why I'm looking down. Opinion. A view or judgment formed about something, this is important, not necessarily based on fact or knowledge. It's an opinion. Mm. Everybody has an opinion. Yeah. Uh, and it's not just like black and white. You can have degrees of opinion. 
Mm. So you can have a topic and you can have somebody who's like, let's say, absolutely in favour, somebody who's absolutely against, but then you can have intermediate opinions in certain circumstances, this and that. So, so the world's full of opinions. Everybody has an opinion about, you know, where interest rates are going to finish. Uh, what, what's inflation going to be in a year? Mm. You know, is property, you know, going to dip more or is it going to start? Like, well, everyone's got an opinion on property. Everyone's got an opinion on everything. And, and that's what it is. It's not necessarily based on fact or knowledge. And that's why we said, where should you go for that advice? Because standing in a barbecue with your mate who listens to the news and is giving his opinion or mm. her opinion on interest rates, property, where to buy, where not to buy, what to do right now, where to invest, not where not to invest. Unfortunately, those people impact our decisions and mm. so much and of the time they've got, they've got no idea. No, but they have opinions. Yes, advice, opinions. let me qualify advice, it's guidance offered mm. with regard to prudent future actions. So, so guidance offered with regard to prudent future action. That's advice. And advice needs to come from somebody who you might say is an expert in that field, uh, who's had a lot of practical experience. So, you know, that's, that's where the issue is. And so many people hear something from somebody who's by no means an expert they take that on board and, and you know, you were talking about your mum the other day. Oh, right? shocker. So My, my, my mum takes, I was talking to her a while ago. I think I have alluded to this on this podcast, Crack Up. She, she, you know, she's a retired farmer's wife and she's got money to invest and she talks about it with her friends at St. Vincent de Paul that all volunteer there and they talk about what they're going to do and I'm, I'm thinking, I don't know if I'd be taking my advice from Myrtle <laughs> I can just imagine all these nanas at, the, at, at St. Vinnie's folding up clothes, you know, and putting them out there and all having a bit of a bit of a chat about, you know, the economics and, uh, you know, where you're investing money and where's a good place. Frightening and, stuff. Yeah. Uh, they should be talking about, you know, um, farming. At least they came off a of farm most yeah, of Yeah, well, I think they mostly all did. <laughs> the, the, I suppose, I, I mean, uh, completely aside from property, one of my topics, and I started writing this week's email about it, but I don't know, I might change it yet. It was about, I'm a nutritionist, I've lost 40 kilos, but not just that, I've kept it off for many years, and that's the trick to weight loss, understanding food, understanding um, how to look after your body, especially the ageing bodies, you out there listening, knowing we always age and it changes all the way through. But what I find, I used to get my nails, this is one classic example, get my nails done back in New Zealand, and this lady, she was always a bit larger, she, she was doing them, she started losing weight, and then she started lecturing me on, this was the only way to do it, and her way was the best way, and I have to bite my tongue, because I sat there thinking, Stick to your nails, lady. Oh my gosh, I'll give you three months, and you're back where you were, I'd probably thought within a year, and it was probably about three months, but... But when somebody achieves something once, it doesn't mean that they are an expert because, and let's bring this back to property, you know, as you say, in the last three to five years, if you've managed not to pass away, you have <laughs> made money through property. Oh, well, you know, even 20, you know, 2020, 20, 2021, as I say, you know, it created so many millionaires, not through anything clever on their part. Mm. Uh, all they had to do is not die and not default on their loan. Mm. Uh, and, that, and that's good. You know, we need luck in our life. Oh, absolutely. That's luck, but it does not make them an L expert. It doesn't make them an expert on property. You makes know? them an expert in they, that particular but, but year. But they could. You know, they could put something out there. Uh, how I made more than a million dollars in the last 12 months Oh, my God, we see it all the time and laugh. And, uh, and it could be something that they owned a house for $2 million, 
uh, did absolutely nothing. It became $3 million. It's mm. near a beach somewhere, Central Cars, who knows? Uh, and, yes, they did make a, a million dollars in the last 12 months, but... Everybody did, or many people did, yeah. <laughs> had absolutely nothing to do with skill. Mm. Uh, and so that's why you have to be a bit careful where you get your advice from. You know, I often say that these days, you know, particularly with social media, it's the age of the five-minute expert. Yes. In the old days, here we go, here we go, Bob's and reminiscing about get, the old get days. Get on that soapbox and have a go. Back in my time, yes. Hillary. Yes. No, well, you know, in, in like, say, I mean, internet was like 1995 I or something. I think cell phones like are 12 years old, are they? Is it 12 oh, years? Oh, they're more than that. I, Maybe I, had, it's I had one of the very first no, but like, cell phones know. in back in the uh, mid 80s but like it was a it was a brick and a half that thing but but if you think of the internet i think the internet was like you know, around mid 90s mm. uh and and social media i mean things like facebook a lot of us think not well, particularly younger people uh, it's been there their whole life but it hasn't been and a lot of these things sort of happened around you know 2008 9 10 mm. those sorts of things when mm. when they when they happened but in the old days when i was a young whippersnapper you basically had to earn what we say earn your stripes, a bit mm. like being in the navy. You know, you had to work your way up. You had to, you know, uh, experience things and do things and make mistakes and learn from your mistakes. And eventually, you got somewhere, and then you know you were sort of given uh, credit for having gotten somewhere. Whereas these days, and it's not it's, it's good and bad. I mean, we use social media all the time, so I'm not mm. knocking social media. I say, but but you have to be careful of what course. you see and read on social yeah. media. And social media is a great tool. It's good for marketing. As I said, you know, we're happy to use it. Of course, we've met lots of wonderful people through marketing on, on social media, but we've got a lot of substance behind us as well. Mm. Uh, you know, the, the, the age of influencers. Oh, my goodness, influencers. ERS. I, <laughs> I don't know if there are any listening, but we just, like, explain... I'm speechless, which does not happen. <laughs> I just think it's so it ridiculous that somebody is paid, somebody who's done one thing well. Like my, I think Becoming cl- famous. They're yes, famous. what about the reality TV ones, Bob? Oh, well, like they've gone on to, let's say, married at first sight, acted like a complete twat, and now they become an influencer yeah, and on, can give advice on, on relationships much. or something. Yeah, or makeup or anything. Or, or, They're or paid to. Any, anything. And oh, my gosh. Well, recently we've seen asset come down on influencers for giving financial advice. Mm. Often they were paid to, you know, they get out there, they've got, you know, millions and millions of followers, and they say, look, this is a great investment, everyone, you know, you need to get into this. Could be a shocker. I mean, they just paid. They wouldn't even understand what the investment was or, you know, what they were promoting. They were just paid. We even, remember that time we did that? We we actually approached through through our full-time marketer. Mm. Uh, Who shall remain nameless. Yeah, we're not <laughs> going to talk about Georgia. We won't mention it. But, but <laughs> we got her to fun. contact uh, somebody that went through on the block mm. and uh, they they became a bit of an influencer. And we were looking, it's more, more, more sort of checking it out, uh, if they were looking at, you know, doing some promotional work. And, and because they, they had, they did have some property stuff going on. They had a little yeah, bit of yeah. stuff on, but like... No idea. No, not really, no. Bless them. Um, and and, and, right. and it, it's basically a, an auction, you know, where... That they're selling the selling their soul to the highest bidder. Yeah, and uh, that was funny. I mean, we were and we didn't go down half, because half within, a couple, within a couple of weeks, remember they did something terrible and they ended oh, up making the newspaper. Yeah, yeah there's a way to make all the wrong things. There's a way to make your brand go bad in a hurry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, you've got to be very, very careful. But even let's take that back a step, and I'm going to go to uh, what people post on social media. Oh. 
the postings, you know, you don't see a bad photo of me on social media, or, or if you do, I must be looking worse than I think, because we all we all are careful about what we post. Mm. But let's take that to what we perceive to be who we are, mm. because very often we get phone calls, and we allude to this often, of people who trust somebody from social media and what they post, so they'll go and invest money with their property development project, yeah. and... It, and it's they're not hearing from them. They're not being paid the return. It's just gone in some down cases, a hole. Years go on. Yeah, in some cases years go. On. And this is twice this week. Not so. This isn't something that happens sometimes. But they'll come to us and say, "What do I do?" But that is because of social media can really portray somebody as somebody they're not. Absolutely, or and, make, and it's just right with it. Fake book, we call it. Well, everything's. I was going to say everything's fake. Yet. It's not, but I mean reality TV is fake. I mean we yes. know we know quite a few people that are on the other side, producers, videographers, and all that that do it. They're script written, they're hand picked people. You know, they, they there was one thing I remember where they had to do eight reshoots on Married at First Sight because the producer wasn't happy with with some with sort a spontaneous of, response with conflict. You know, <laughs> yeah. and conflict say that's all ridiculous. I won't go there. Yeah, uh, but but social media and Facebook, yeah, you know and. Look, what you see out there is what people want you to see. Yes. And yeah, and, and that's, that's the same as us. We want you to see yeah. us as and professional people. Yeah, like yeah. But that's what I'm saying. You know, it, 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 it's good and bad. Uh, social media is a great way of getting your message out there. And if you've got a good message, if you're you know you're solid, you're real, you're fair income, and, and you want to help people or whatever it is you want to do, you want to sell a product. It's a good product. It's great. And as I said before, I'm not knocking it. It's just that. It's a bit like a knife, you know. You could, you know, you can use a knife to, you know, spread some butter on your bread, and that's good. Mm. Or you know, knives are used to kill people. It's still a knife, you know. What do you do with it? Well, it's the same thing. This is a social media platform where people get out there, they they post, they put stuff out there. Some of the information is is totally wrong. It can be deceptive. It could be people pretending that who they are, who they're not, or it could be something great. It could be a great way of, you know. Uh, meeting people, getting your message out there, changing lives. You know, you've got a great product, get it out there. So we've talked about, well, we've talked about people and their opinions mm. and then we've talked about um, professionals and we've talked about Googling stuff, like Googling the answer, which is basically yeah. when you Google something, you're basically reading somebody's blog that they wrote. So if, if I write a blog on how to fix your car, do not read mm. it. It is just... No, no. Oh, it's not even real. No. So... So those are the three we've covered so far. Let's go to, what about professionals, Bob, that cross the line on the advice? Because we have this oh, all yeah. the time. And I'll give a classic example of that because we work one-on-one -on -one, uh, with people, with some people. <laughs> we, we, so sometimes people will put across an option, an option. So they'll, they'll approach someone, they want an option, you know, you know, some sort of way of of creating a property deal and it's a great deal mm. it is a great deal for the for the homeowner who doesn't know how to do it they will receive a great return it's a great deal for the for the newbie developer it's a really good deal but these people go to their lawyer the, the people who own the property go to their lawyer and the lawyer will just put a spanner in the works because he's going to give advice which he doesn't actually know he shouldn't be giving advice on property advice development on on certain matters that they often do. Yeah. They step outside of their area of expertise. And it's frustrating when you see somebody who, it was such, well, I was just thinking of a recent one, such a win-win for both parties. Mm. And a lawyer who's maybe a bit stuck in the mud or had a bad experience or whose cousin's auntie's mother's the, dog. I know the deal you're talking about because that particular person who had a, a property that was very good for development, one of our people was talking yep. to them, 
they had an old family, the person was quite old themselves who owned the, the site. They had an old family lawyer who'd helped the family for years, probably like 70 years old, uh, went there for specific advice and you're not going to get it. No, that's not... In that, that particular case. So that's no. one, yeah, that, yeah. one what, aspect of what they, professionals. What that person should have advised on, I don't think he even understood it, of, you know, what is an option, how do they work? He should have advised his client on that. Mm. Instead of which, he's given the client a, a so-called advice on, you know, what property is worth and, uh, you know, how... You know, all this sort of stuff totally outside of their area of expertise. But what we think as well is because they don't understand it, they just shy away or they may have had a bad experience personally, nothing to do with an option or no. who knows. Oh, and accountants are the same. Oh, don't start on accountants. <laughs> I thought we weren't going to bring them up. Oh, no. <laughs> I'll bring accountants up any day because I've got some, I do business with some excellent accountants, mm. you know, and, uh, and accountants are great for what they do, but like, don't let them step outside of what they do. What do they do? What Somebody studies accountancy, they get a degree in accountancy, they might go and work for a, a larger firm of accountants. They might eventually set up their own business or not, doesn't matter. I've what got two. I've got a brother and a son. Yeah. yeah. Well, what, what are they trained in? Well, they tax. Tra- <laughs> well, predominantly tax, yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, look, some of them step into business advice, but really that, the, the advice should be related to the numbers around the business. Mm projections perhaps, but definitely the taxation side. Uh, like the, the problem is that accountants step into other fields. They'll start commenting on, uh, I've had accountants uh, representing other people who've come back and wanted to talk about a feasibility. Now feasibility is a spreadsheet full of numbers and accountants love spreadsheets full of numbers, but they wouldn't have a clue what the Items or the or the dollar value of things should be in a, in a, in a feasibility. Only mm. a developer or you know project manager would understand any of that. But uh, you know, wanting wanting to argue the toss on that, you should just cut their legs off because you know you're just going to waste your time. Uh, you know, throw them in the bin, move on. But actually, that we've had that even recently, Bob, because we're capital raising for the retirement village. Mm. Great investment, yeah. first mortgage security. Offering higher than than average returns on first mortgage, yeah. and probably twenty percent of people. Well, we've had a thousand tire kickers, obviously, which we do. Um, <laughs> thank you, bless you if you're listening. Love your work. Love Thanks, your thank, thank you for wasting my time. But we do get lots of genuine, lovely people, which is great. Hmm. And and what is interesting is that some people say, "I'll talk to my accountant," and they come back, "Oh, my accountant said I shouldn't." And we're like, "Oh my gosh, does your what does your accountant even know about that sort of thing?" Exactly, yeah. So they can advise on, you know, tax. Look, what are the areas of expertise, really? I mean, it's taxation uh, in, in terms of, you know, the different taxes, right? GST, income tax, capital gains tax. They understand that. Mm. They understand a bit about uh, a few of the other sort of non-taxes, maybe stamp duty. They understand land tax. So that's, that's really what they understand. Uh, some of the, the smarter ones around, you know, that are more business-orientated, they understand structure. But structure is really about tax. Because at the end of the day, when you set up a structure to do an, an enterprise, and it could be a property development or anything else, the two primary things are taxation, so you want to minimise your tax, and you want to protect your assets. The two primary reasons are asset protection and tax, well, tax minimisation, not avoidance. And, and so that's what they're experts at, really, you know. Um, like if you're buying a carpet cleaning business, they can tell you all about the taxation, the income side of all of that, but they can't tell you anything about carpets, for instance. Uh, so, or, or in this case, property, mm. or property development. Mm. And so, yeah, sure, you know, ask your accountant, you know, 
um, and perhaps that accountant's partly looking after somebody's self-managed super fund. So you can say, well, you know, can I use my self-managed super fund to do this particular thing? Uh, the accountant may or may not know. They might have to go to the um, trustee of the self-managed super fund, but whatever it is, you know, you, can I do it? Uh, it, it? Not is it a good, you know, good investment, but can I do it? But then, you know, accountants start stepping out. Lawyers do it, accountants do it. And what happens is this. They're not an expert on a, on, on, on a particular subject. It could be even something as simple as a property investment. Mm. They can tell you, you know, what all your tax deductions are and all that sort of stuff. But they shouldn't advise on whether it's a good suburb to invest in or even necessarily what's the property market doing. Uh, you know, that's even talking about inflation and interest rates, that's getting out of their area of expertise. Mm. That's not what they do. And uh, even in the area where economists go, which is often that stuff, 20 economists, you get 20 opinions. Uh, I love it when you say, because I'm an economist, so. <laughs> everybody's technically economist. You can be an economist without a degree. You just call yourself an economist because you, you're commenting on the economy. Um, but um, I might do that from now on. Well, I know people that do that. <laughs> they don't have a degree in economics, yet they put themselves out there as economists. Uh, so... Yeah, got to be very careful. And But what happens is that an accountant might be asked for advice in an area where he steps outside of his realm. Mm. So what's he going to do? He's not going to say, oh, look, that's, I don't know. Very few, Look, the really good ones would say, that's not my area of expertise. Mm. I can help you with, you know, any tax-related matters, structure-related matters, but you need to talk to da-da-da-da-da about that. But they won't because they feel, particularly the more insecure ones, which is a majority, uh, think, well, I don't want to let on that I don't know everything, uh, pretty much. So they'll have an opinion. And what they'll do, they'll put that opinion out as advice. And and so, and rather than even give positive advice, they'll go straight to, don't do it. Why? Well, if anything ever happened in the future and, and something didn't go well, they don't want to be the person who said, oh, you should do it. Mm. Uh, so rather than say, look, I don't know, you need to get advice from a particular expert on that. They'll say, no, don't do it. Mm. Uh, why? Well, you can't get into trouble from somebody if they don't do something. Mm. And we see it in we see it in property development. What about structural engineers? Oh, boy. Over-engineering projects. Yeah, that's, that's similar in a way. I'm stepping outside of the, you know, opinion advice thing, but, but I'm talking about people who do things well, to like other, people's detriment, other people's detriment <laughs> mm. simply so they never get any trouble. I've had, I'm thinking of what, I've, I've had structural engineers uh, design foundations for a three-storey building that could hold a 10 or 12-storey building up. Now, they will never, ever get into trouble Nothing will collapse or crack or anything because it's designed for a 10 or 12-storey building and it's a three-storey building. That just escalates costs. Enormously. And it can really impact on profitability and, and ultimately finance. And I've had that happen a couple of times where I've stepped out and used somebody else. You know, it reminded me of when you said, I'd like a watch to see how many steps I do. And I bought your Garmin. Bought <laughs> me a $1,500 watch. Well, it does everything. Uh, but, but do you know how many steps you're doing? Do you even check it? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, but it does like a thousand other things off the subject. Sorry, I was so, just like, you know. So you... what I've had to do is actually go back to the structure. I said, look, you've designed something. You know, I've spoken to the builder for a 12-storey building and they said, well, I'm not changing it. 
And so they're over-protecting themselves. That's mm. what I'm saying. I've had to sack them and go and engage another structural engineer on a couple of occasions. That's ridiculous, isn't it? So these are people who, for purely reasons of protection, never, ever wanting to, you know, get into any sort of strife. They just say no. Mm. Just say no straight away. So that's the people giving advice that should Outside be. Outside of their area. Yeah. There is also something, which is when we Google something or when we hear something, and it's called confirmation bias, the confirmation oh, bias effect. Yeah. And I always re- refer to it as this, we see what we believe to be true. So two people can look at, you could see, I, a classic is maybe you see two men yelling at each other, or it looks like they're yelling at, at each other, and you think, they're having a fight and you go home and you say to your partner, I saw these two men having a horrific fight on the side of the road. Somebody else sees a deaf man and another guy trying to communicate. What we do is we see what we believe to be true. Mm. So if we believe that all property developers are uh, after ripping people off or if we believe that all real estate agents are dodgy, if we believe that all accountants know the absolute truth about money, if we believe whatever we believe to be true and right now in your mind, even if you disagree with us slightly, you'll be looking for ways to confirm that in your head so that we always look at our brain will look for every way to make us right so in a room full of, it's probably like standing in a room, if I say shut your eyes and it's even do it right now, not if you're driving. And then I want you to I want you to think the colour red and then open your eyes and see how much red you see. It's once we point something out, we've made a decision that it's our truth. I mean, that's an exercise done well. It can mm. be done better. But we, we end up seeing that mm. same thing and confirming that it's correct and it's not. And it could be totally incorrect. It can be totally incorrect. Yeah, I, I read recently something similar to that where they talked about, you know, flat earth. Some people staunchly believe... And and they go on a lie detector and probably pass it. They staunchly believe that the earth is flat. Mm -hmm. Now, if you believe that and and you went on the internet and you went searching, is the earth flat? And you would come to sites of other similar people who think the earth's flat and there'd be, you know, flat earth societies and there'd be all sorts of groups who think the earth is flat and they'll have all these reasons why they think the earth is flat. And, and so that person who does believe the earth is flat goes on, would be drawn to those sorts of things. If, if, if one popped up, uh, here is proof, absolute proof that the earth is not flat, then they'd probably skip that one and go on. And, and so it's that, you know, mm. you're drawn to, what, like you just said, what you believe you'll, to be you'll, true. You'll see what you believe to be true. Yeah. So, yeah, what have we covered? Well, advice and opinion. Be very discerning how you separate those. Be very discerning on things like social media, mm. on what's there. And, uh, and on professionals, how professional are they? Yeah. And while we're on it, let's talk about educators. The ones oh. that, like, we talk about this often as well, but why not? Well, why like, not? We even saw someone we were referring, well, Bob was referring to as a spruker about a year ago, to calling other people spruikers. Well, there you go. <laughs> Someone's funny. moved up in the world. Yeah, now they've moved up to being a spruker. What is a spruker, mate? Is a spruker good or a bad thing? But anyway, it's got a negative connotation. It does. But just be careful where you get, just because it's, cheaper or somebody has a good marketing team or somebody has a louder voice doesn't make it better no if somebody's done a few developments and they've worked out i mean anything post gfc it's pretty hard to lose money my dog could have done it too in fact i think my dog did do a couple of developments <laughs> okay. and did quite well thanks to the market uh yeah you know longevity diversity location all that sort of stuff it all comes into education uh, and at the end of the day, experience you know not theory practical mm. Mm. that's why we do 
a range. We still develop strongly ourselves. We're involved in a number of developments uh, and we do it and we teach and it. Both dealing with the stuff that everyone else is dealing with. Yeah, we're construction with costs, construction costs, interest, interest rates. rates. Yeah. yeah, we deal both, with all both that. Both dealing with that. Not, not for the first time. No. I, I've developed an interest rate sort of 23%. I've seen inflation at 11.4%. I've seen, you know, un, unemployment, you know, double digits developed through all that. So, yeah, I mean, it's just gone through another phase. It's working through that phase properly mm. and taking the advice from people who know what they're doing, yeah. not people that have just a strong opinion or people who are stepping outside of their line because their ego is big potentially or they don't want to get themselves in trouble. Yeah, I mean, if you weren't developing 30 years ago, you wouldn't have had the experience of developing through times when, you know, money was expensive and, you know, unemployment sort of 11 or 12% and inflation's through the roof, you know, 12% plus, like, you know. Okay, Bob, I think we've given it a good go. I Let's think they, go. I think we've, we've given enough information that people might consider or just think about where they are getting their advice from. Mm, mm. Uh, be careful of who they listen to. Yeah. Uh, if I'm don't giving you advice every, everything you see. on cars or anything like that, don't <laughs> trust me. I have no idea. Uh, mine's blue. That's all I know. Mm, yeah. So. I, think, I think the whole thing is about being discerning. Yes. Uh, and... and you know, getting second and third opinions on things as well. Okay. Well, thank you very much. That is episode 60. It's a wrap. Uh, I've enjoyed your opinion <laughs> on all of that. I, I gave no advice today whatsoever. You gave no advice. Well done, you. Okay, thanks, everybody. We'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye. See you.